Warning. The following content depicts adults using adult language and discussing adult topics. Viewer discretion is advised. Fuck you, Craig. Oh, I did it. Craig, I summon you. And now, back to the action. Hazavar walks around to all of the, the gnomes, squints at them extra hard, looking them up and down, and pokes them all. Uh, ah! With an investigation to see if he can figure out anything. Uh, while he's, while Castavar investigation. While Castavar is investigating the gnomes, whom uh, begins to sort of speak to them all as a group. Uh, several uh, days ago, I believe, two of your fellow <laughs> gnomes went missing. Perhaps, do you all recall the last place you saw them? Were they asleep here with you, or were they still working? Oh, hard to say, but um, we can we can tell you where they worked. Oh, but that's um, not the question. Where were they last seen? Well, we... we well, Warren, um, I think he, uh, Warren is our head chef. He would have been, he would have been in the kitchens on the other side of the conclave. And, uh, um, Orin, well, while he was apprenticing on the side for, for, um, um, Vivalstab and, uh, um, <laughs> his name's, uh, <laughs> Fibblestiv and uh, Dabbledob, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he would he would he would use the um, our uh, our barrel movers uh, to uh, move the barrels from the wines from the kitchens to our barrel containment. Lead us that way. Which 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 way? Where we would the find kitchen the seemed to be the common denominator here. Uh, one apprenticing moving barrels from there, the other one working there. Perhaps. The kitchen should be the next place we check. Agreed. All right. And uh, King Nurkali, um will lead you there. So King Nurkali takes you through. He dismisses all the gnomes like, all right, uh, go back to uh, sleeping. That seems like what you were doing there. <laughs> Kazavar <laughs> puts, his, puts his fingers to his his two fingers to his eyes and back at them like I'm watching you as he walks. And they all... They all look side-eyed at each other. And, um, and Nurkali kind of leads through G10, which you notice in G10 are these two big fans that are moving at an incredible speed. And you can kind of feel the wind. Um, and um, from this side, Nurkali goes to the wall and pushes... Nadir, <laughs> you're gonna scare them again. <laughs> Please, Nadir, this is unnecessary. Flips down a switch to stop the fans. Like this is one of our inventions. Uh, not only does it provide cool air, but it provides those blades are sharp, so it provides a protection as well. What do you think? Uh, Aaron Rather is. Uh... Sort of impressed, but still kind of skeptical. Does seem rather ingenious. Uh, how do you get from the outside in if the fans are on? Well, um, all of us. That's that's a, that's a trade secret. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. And he leads you through outside, and then as soon as the rest of you kind of go past the fans. He um he kind of moves his hand. You see kind of a spectral <laughs> hand pull down the lever and the fans resume spinning. Don't and... worry, Wolf Wolf. It's just the fan. So, so <laughs> just to clarify, Corey, out of character, he seems to basically sort of like mage hand it. Like he's like yeah. from this side, he uses a, a hand on the other side to pull the lever. Yes. Okay. So he did use mage hand. Yeah. So he leads you continues to lead you across the bridge uh, with the waterfall right there. You can smell that real misty water smell there. Um, 
and you see it's kind of two guard uh, gnome guards standing in the entrance of G9. Uh, and Nurkly just kind of brushes them. He kind of gives them the hand single to stand down. <laughs> uh, and we get to... And you said you wanted to go to the kitchens first? Yes. Alrighty. So he leads you up to... All the way to G4. Um, and as you... Oh, I can't skip this. So G, he goes to G7, and you see a gnome kind of polishing a giant crossbow in the center there. And she looks up, and she says, "Oh, Your Majesty, uh, we have we have guests. Uh, um, if any of you are interested in helping me uh, test this out at some point, I'd be more. I need some test subjects for this spell. When you say test, what subjects, kind of test do you have in mind? Uh, and then King Nurkali is like, it's like." I've talked to you about this. You can't ask every guest to be a test subject in your experiments, uh, Martha. It's <laughs> like, oh, all right, fine. <laughs> this is a common problem. <laughs> what the crap? That's great. So he leads you past uh, um, the crossbow gnome and all the way in... And, to G4, the northernmost kitchen, and there is a commotion going on. It's just like there's five gnomes, and you see <clears> one <throat> using a poker to stoke the fire of a hot iron stove, you know, standing next to the east wall. Another one is using like a complicated press like contraption to squeeze oil out of the big red mushroom to filter like a red, um, filter the liquid into like oil flasks. You see another one, they're using a mechanical rolling pin to knead like the green bread dough. There's just so much going on in this kitchen. And um, all of that stops when they see King Nurkali. And they're like, oh, it's your majesty. Uh, what can we do for you? And it's like, uh, well, um, my, uh, well uh, myself in this group were investigating uh, the disappearances of... Orin and Meren, um, and the king and uh, King Narkali looks at you and says, uh, "What do you suppose we do here?" Aaron is like all alert at this point in a kitchen and seeing all these different things going on. She's just going to be investigating on the side, just because uh, she's one interested in what their process is, but two is interested in finding out what what is going on. Okay. Would you, would you mind if I uh, rolled an, in, uh, I guess, an investigation? Roll. Go ahead. Roll an investigation. Uh, the whom's going to sort of begin questioning. You all worked with uh, one of the gnomes who disappeared, correct? Ah, uh, sure do. Then one of them pipes up. Did you see him here the day that he disappeared? Well, he was. Uh, Needing a lot of, you know, he was our best needer of our, our dough. I, I will say that bar none. Uh, we do miss him dearly in the kitchen. Um, he was kneading the dough, and he said that he was going to meet up with um, with Orin, and uh, um, the two. They love their wine. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. They they would drink themselves no, we silly. Are. So uh, more than likely, he met up with them in the um, the cask you know where room. They were meeting up. Oh, more than likely, the cask room. Oh, and where is that? Well, I think you walked just right past it. It's uh, you know where that giant crossbow is? Yes. yes. You go straight down to the left, and you'll see several. You'll see. About uh, a dozen uh, large wine casks that we have down there. Okay. Does that guy, that spell that uh, Dylan cast on me, is that still in effect, or was that just for that one moment? That's guidance? that's just the one moment. Um, but if if you if you are sort of beginning that investigation again, 
um, she, uh, they would probably also sort of re- as we come into this room, especially knowing that Aaron likes the kitchen, but it would once again sort of just like touch your shoulder um, and give you that that blessing. Just keep a wary eye for what is hidden and guide you once more. Okay. I got a, a really measly five, so let me put a, uh, a D4 with that. All right. Um, so <laughs> you're not really sure that. in terms of like shape changers, you're not really sure uh, what it could be, what it might not be, but um, you do find a piece of the bread um, that we're eating that were just kind of or they're just bringing out of the oven, and you smell that, and it smells good for being mushroom bread. Oh, what a delight. <laughs> would one of you share this recipe with me? I would love to know your your secrets in the kitchen. Um, I don't know. Um, one of them steps up. As, as long as you don't Mass produce it. <laughs> this is, after all, our, our livelihood here. <laughs> I will promise not to mass produce it. Would you be okay if I published a uh, recipe book one day, though? No. No. <laughs> 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 okay, I would just like to know your tricks. I will not publish it. And she right. marks down something in her book saying she they uh you know they they as as much as they're a little bit you know reluctant you know they're kind of happy to see another chef take interest in their food so um they write down the recipe for you so now you have the recipe for for gnomish mushroom bread sweet <laughs> Alrighty. So, so I guess we're moving into the cast or the Yep. So Nurkley um will lead you to the area G eight. Um and when you enter this room you see about a dozen of very large casks of wine. Okay. And uh, it is adorned with red lanterns. What would you like to do? It's G8, right? Call that for Roxanne. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to keep Seems looking like around. Wants to drink wine. Okay. All right. So how do you, how would you like to look around? Um, I am definitely going to be looking because my character is very suspicious about the, um, gnomes ended up in one of the uh, barrels since they like to drink it so much it would be I guess conceivable that they could have ended up in them and got closed back off so I want to definitely investigate those barrels Um, the whom is going to sort of help her uh, just give her the help action and guide her as well And you're you're just looking at these uh, casks. Oh, whoops! Yes. And then oh snap! Yeah, I got a twenty-two there. The with the help. Okay, of, twenty-two. Uh, okay, so you're looking at these casks individually. You're going cask, the cask, the cask. Um, at first glance, they all seem to be like a large cask of wine. There's one that looks a little like there's the subtlest uh, difference uh, in this one cask of wine, like that. You're not sure what you can put your finger on it, but uh, the wooding doesn't seem quite right. Like it doesn't, the texture of it seems slightly different than the other casks of wine. Uh, It is on the right wall, kind of in that 
the um, up it is the to the right there, and it's going to be like on the top right there. So right around, and um, it just uh, looks like. The texture of it just feels wrong. It looks wrong. Hmm. Has uh, has this cast uh, been sitting out in the sunlight? I mean, this sunlight doesn't get in here too often. It's it's completely lit by our lanterns. Huh. What is it about this one that makes it so different from all the rest? Can we uh, open this one? Um, I'm in. I will go up next to her and start poking it with the staff end of my battle axe. Okay, so <laughs> as soon as you poke it, um, you know you're what you're expecting is like you plunk on on. So, but when you when you plonk it, the uh, uh, the your button, you go back yeah. to move it back, and you can't. It's stuck. Well's the hand that is on the bottom of it, and you see a pair of eyes open, and um, as you're trying to comprehend. You see what was a cask of ale uh, turn into this hideous abomination that you are now stuck to, Jeff. And I will show you the the picture. Oh, Jeff, you and your sticky things. <laughs> it always happens to wooden items. Jeff. <laughs> And this is what you are oh, currently dealing with. I wasn't right. expecting La so many teeth from a barrel. <laughs> ladies and ladies and gentlemen, roll initiative. Cool. I want to roll. Let me get okay, team. while we're getting this set up, I have got to pee so bad. Uh, yeah, okay, go pee, go pee. So the whom has an initiative of twenty-two. Twenty-two, excellent. Jesus. My initiative's four. Initiative's four. Okay. Okay. I really connect your 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 D and D Beyond account to your Discord. Yeah, that's what I has rolled an eighteen. So I, I figured out, Jeff, that's why um, your rolls aren't showing up when you roll in D&D &D Beyond, is yeah. that your D&D your Beyond account wasn't linked to your Discord account. Yeah, I just did that. But... Cool. So, so it should now, when you roll in D&D Beyond, it should show up automatically here now. There you go. So yeah, when, now when you roll in D&D Beyond, it should come through, no problem. Okay, so you have 22? Yeah, 22 for the whom. Oh, I have 18. Okay. Why is this user? Uh, that's just a mobile thing. On, on my end, I saw it, it, it is tagging you. For Kazavar. But it's... I don't know okay. why it says valid user in the mobile app. The 12 is my other role. Okay. Which was now reset. Jesus. I don't know if I'm doing good on any of these because... Man, dude, that's a, that's pretty that's rough. You've been getting like real low rolls. Really it happens to the best of us. Well, I mean, I'm rolling it all on D and D Beyond, so yeah. Which is worse because the first time I rolled it, it was a four. Now it's a three. So it's really cool. Um... D&D Beyond just recently launched the new feature um, that they've got the game log mm. now so I that it keeps that. it keeps track of all the roles that have been made in the campaign. That's a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, you can see where Nadir made an initiative role <laughs> of one. Of one. Well, so, he actually has a four, by the way. Okay. It looks four. like he, he, he rolled with advantage as he does. Uh, 
but he well, I rolled didn't... with advantage. Well, I mean, you rolled twice. Do you not normally? I, I I rolled twice to make sure that it was actually going through. Ah, uh, uh, we're level three. You're a barbarian, right? Yeah. Uh, let me pop over to your character real quick, because you, you under your features and traits, you you should. I think you have. A danger sense. You have advantage on dexterity saving throws. Okay, so no. No. Yeah, that's what I thought. The saving throws. That, yeah, that's dangerous. Hey, there's something that. else. Is that some. Pori, you have that, don't you? Uh, your the call, call has that. It's one of your features. Gives you advantage on initiative. Um, I have that. Let's see. Do I? Um, I'm not sure what level I got that at. I'm I'm, I'm going to look at it now, just because I'm curious. Back, by the way. Roll your uh, initiative. Well, I already did. Oh, okay. Danger sense. Where are the gods? Feral instinct. Oh, I think that's a. I think that's. I think you got that at level seven. Yeah. Feral instinct. Either way, it would have been a four or a three, because yeah. Because apparently all dice rollers hate you. Apparently. Except for um Except for Roll Twenty. Roll twenty. Roll twenty's at least fair to me. Oh no, David's <laughs> getting sleepy. Oh no, David. Drink your coffee. He hasn't had it yet, man. Well that's why. You know, I just stuck it in the fridge on the way back to the game because You should have heated it up. Oh, um So I want to click on your initiative, Aaron. My initiative? Um, like 20, I think. That was 20. 20? Okay. There Here, let me deliver Let me deliver the coffee wall. We're figuring that out. Exactly. Let me deliver the coffee. Ew. Ew. <laughs> All right. So, um... I suppose uh, while we're waiting um, for Kazavar to get his get his bearing, bearing uh, the what? whom you are you are up what? first. Very good. Um, <laughs> uh, so the whom is going to uh, see this danger going on, uh, and she they will. Um, what will they do? They will go ahead and sort of get a, a good angle on the uh, this creature and sort of hold up their hand out and cast this bolt of divine energy out at them uh, and cast uh, guiding bolts. All right, very good. Uh... Roll for attack. So that's going to be a twenty six to hit. All right, excellent. That hits. And 15 radiant damage. Very good. All right. And then the next attack roll made against this target before the end of my next turn will have advantage. Excellent. So So as as she sort of fires out this divine energy, they they call out, say, Foul beast of evil, feel my wrath. They fire out this bolt of energy. Feels it, it does, uh, as it uh, lets out a terrible, inhuman scream. Is it just... (laughs) I'm not going to do that again. (laughs) 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 I tried to get in a little voice acting there, but it did a number on me. all right, it is. It 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 took a, a beating. So unfortunately, uh, this creature is up next. 
Um, uh, so, but fortunately, the whom's turn is not over. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, so, as, as I said, they let out this bolts of energy, and then as um, as it, it contacts, they sort of close their hand in a fist, and you see sort of their body uh, shimmer as um, almost pinpoints like stars light up on their body. Um, and you see across this sort of featureless mask the constellation of Orion, the, the archer, appear on their face as they take on their starry form of the archer and launch a uh, another attack, another radiant uh, <laughs> bolt. Uh, Alright, go, go for it. So so they are using their starry form of the archer ability, which will roll with advantage due to guiding bolts. Is this a bonus action? Yes, it is. So it takes the. So it is the. I use one of my wild shapes to take on a starry form. Oh, I have. Okay. I have three different forms that I can take: either the archer, the chalice, or the dragon. And the archer gives me, when I take the form, and then on a bonus action on each of my subsequent turns, I can make a ranged spell attack against a creature within 60 feet of me. Well, um... Go for it. Uh, you you min-maxer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank God I have advantage. <laughs> God, are you... God, seriously, I... Uh, Jeff, uh, I'm right there with you. So I have I rolled a seven both times with advantage. So fourteen, oh. to, fourteen to hit. Fourteen to hit. Let me check. It actually that actually does hit. This creature has. Um, so fortunately for you, a fourteen will hit. Very good. So it's going to be nine points of radiant damage. Another an additional nine points of radiant damage. All right. Um, is there anything else you want to do on your turn, sir? Uh, nope. That's that's all I got. Okay. So, uh, unfortunately, the creature is next in the turn round, and he is livid. Uh, so the nearest people that are near him are uh, Jeff, who is. Currently grappled, and um, Aaron. So mm -hmm. it uh, it as uh, it grows these two pseudopod tentacles from its barreled form. Zinky. Um, <laughs> uh, and and this will first one will try to get Aaron since it was closest here. Uh, Aaron, does a 16 hit? I, uh, is it my class, or my armor class that I'm looking at? Your your armor class, yeah. The 16. Okay, so it just hits. So that will deal you with, uh, oof, uh, that's gonna be 11, um, 11 points of bludgeoning damage. So I just, ooh, right in the chest. It just, it just it takes the wind right out of you. Oh, crap. And then it will go for Jeff, which I believe has advantage against any creature. So you're currently grappled right now since you're sort of, your hand's kind of stuck since you tried to hit it with the butt of your axe. Yep. There. Um, okay, so does a 18 hit. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, so it's this other pseudopod's gonna go right across your face with, oh, again, uh, 11 points of damage. I rolled. Jeez. No, no, um, yeah. And that will conclude its turn. And next on the turn order, uh, that will be that will come to Aaron. How do you want to deal with this? Figured so. Gosh, I almost feel like I want to heal myself, but I'm like right there, aren't I? Yeah. 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 So maybe 
I'll take a my long sword and just whack at it. Yeah, you whack at it. Okay. Yeah. Um, roll, roll the head. How do I do that on here? Uh, explanation so- R. Then D twenty. Think Dylan. I'm sorry. What are you wanting? What are you trying to roll? Um. I just wondered if there was a special command for that one. For which one? Just, just to use my uh, long sword. Uh, yeah. So if you uh, do attack list or a list, it'll give you a list of your attacks. You don't. You don't have your. Uh, you don't have your long sword equipped in D and D Beyond. Looks like. <sighs> Shoot! I thought I had it equipped. Well, I just, I just equipped it. So should I? Oh yeah, go ahead and run uh, exclamation update. Yeah, because I didn't realize it wasn't equipped. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Update. And then now run your list, and it should be there. Okay, and that. There you go. So you can do long swords are versatile. So you can do it one handed, which will give you a D eight of damage, or you can do it two handed for a D ten of damage. I'll do two. Two-handed. Let's see. Okay. Aaron coming, swinging in strong. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna guess I hit or copy paste this. Maybe. Huh. Aaron. Aaron, let me let me you so just go go into D and D Beyond. Uh huh. Are you in? Are you in there? In D and D Beyond. Just uh, go to your actions, and if you're doing it two-handed, go to longsword and do press the one d ten plus one uh, button there, and it should come up autom- automatically. That's a button. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, it said I did a seven. <laughs> seven, unfortunately, does not hit the creature. No. Well, hold on. If you yeah. if you did the one d ten. That that's only giving her the. Uh... Yeah, that's. Oh, that's, that's the. Damage. Oh, yes. Hit, roll the plus damage. Hit, 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 hit the plus three. Hit the plus I'm three. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Hit the plus three. Oh, okay. Seventeen. Oh, twenty. Sorry. Seven. That's... Twenty. Twenty hits. Um, I will say if um, um, and since you already rolled for damage, you can do seven points. But I will say, as a paladin, Aaron, mm-hmm. if you want to do this. You can use a um, let's see divine smite. divine smite where you can expend a spell slot, uh, a first level spell slot, and I believe let me let me see. And so when you hit with a melee weapon attack, you can expend one spell Fine, slot smart. to deal two d eight extra radiant damage. Yes. Oh, that sounds lovely. Sure. I'd like to do that. Okay. <laughs> How do I... Uh... There's actually, if you go into... D- to, it should be set up already. If you type uh, exclamation smite. Uh, oop. I gotta fix that. So, never mind. Just rolled, I guess, 2d8. 2d8, okay. Sorry, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> okay, nice. That's, so that's 12 radiant damage, and then what did you uh, get on that sword? Seven. 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 Seven, so 19 points of damage in total. Um, very good. Uh, this thing is looking a little rough. Uh, you pierce your sword in, and it howls and uh, as you heard from before, not going to do it again since I did a number of my vocal cords. <laughs> uh, sure. But it's it's starting to look, it's starting to tremble a little bit. Uh, its form not quite staying together, but still looks like it's got some kick into it. Uh, the next person in the uh, the um, the turn order. It's uh, Kazavar. Kazavar, are you still awake? He is still awake. I'm just going to okay, do this. Okay, Kazavar, what are you doing? Okay. So, 
Tazavar is going to take a look at this thing, see that it's still got its tentacles wrapped around uh, Woof Woof, and he is going to proudly declare, let go of my puppy! And he is going to, uh, you'll see a crackle of, of energy come from a gem that's around his necklace, kind of goes to one finger, spreads to all of them, and he shoots an Eldritch Blast at this thing. Okay, um, roll the hit. 25 hit. A twenty, a twenty-five hits. Beautiful. <laughs> Super oh excited. One d ten plus four. Hold on, where's that plus four coming from? Uh, charisma, I believe. I believe do you, you have. That. Do Hold you... on. Sorry, I just because I am familiar with Eldritch Blast. Unless you have a specific Eldritch invocation, you don't normally add any bonus to that. He Which does. He has it somewhere. It's in one of his abilities. Blast. Yeah. It's but probably that's a 13. Agonizing Blast. There it is. Okay. 13. Nice. All right. Nice. It is from these barrages of radiant damage and damage from it is looking like it's really rough now uh and it's you if if there's if you can see desperation in a monstrous wine barrel you're seeing it right now <laughs> um will that conclude your turn uh well and that i guess that's my question because i've not used spellcasters enough cantrips can they be used as a bonus action or does it have uh, to depend only if they are a bonus action only if it says okay. Yeah. So I think he doesn't have the only bonus action he has is two weapon fighting. So that doesn't. So I believe yeah. that will be it for him. All right. Next up, we got Nadir. Nadir, what you want to do? Well, first, am I still grappled after him taking all of those fucking hits? Um, let me check. See if there's anything any status. Grappler mimic has advantage of a creature's grapple. Let me. I don't think it it matters, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think it matters. All right. Well, then I will start busting out of this. Um, can I bite the tentacles? Um, you can. That would be an action. Um. Uh. So. Basically, the way your bite works is you're making, like, an unarmed attack. But your unarmed does, like, 1d6 plus your strength modifier. Um, but, you know, Jeff, as a barbarian... I could rage. That's, that's a bonus action. <laughs> so is uh, that what you want to do? Oh, yeah, that gives me advantage of and saving throws. Alright, so I'll rage first. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I will start breaking out um, by biting the tentacles. Okay, so you're going to do an unarmed bite strike. Okay, so... Do, 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 do. Uh, I need you to roll here. Since this is a little, let me get your features. I need you to roll 1d6 plus your strength. Roll, um, roll to attack. I would be, um, roll to, oh. you would be basically making an attack roll. Um, and yeah, since, and since um, you ordinarily would have really? disadvantage. Plus your strength. Is that for it? Yes. So at 10, unfortunately, um, because you would add your 4, unfortunately it doesn't do it. So you... Uh, so unarmed strike has a plus 6 for hit. Proficiency. Right, so my bite oh. wouldn't have a plus six for proficiency. Oh, it would be plus six. Okay, so that'd be. Oh, 12. 
A twelve just hits. That's its. That's its. <laughs> it just okay. hits. This thing has pretty low AC. So roll me one d six plus plus strength. Eight. Very Oops. good. Okay, so you you chomp down on this thing, um, and um, it's not enough to take it out. Uh, but it's, 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 you feel the gratification of, of paying so it back. In question, do I add two melee damage, or is that just with weapon? Uh, I believe that's just with weapons. Okay. Am I at least ready? Um, let's see, roll, um, Let's see. So what? Give me. Um, you know what? I'm going to say at this point. Um, not. No, it's not how the grappling works. Um, it's so weak at this point. Um, uh, I'll say sure. Yeah, you you rip it. You rip through this adhesive. You know, with your teeth, and you stand at the ready. All right. And um, we're going to go back to the top of the order. The whom? This is your chance to put this thing down once and for all. Very good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> so the whom, seeing uh, this thing on its last legs, will begin first by just calling. You see the constellation of the archer still glowing on her mask, sort of flare up with energy as they lift up their hand and says, Be gone from this whelm, you foul beast. And as they flick their hand out, another bolt O energy uh, will come flying out as she attempts to archer a uh, starry form of the archer again. All right, roll the hit. Uh, 14 to hit, and 8 radiant damage. That's just the amount that you need to send this thing back to wherever it came from. <laughs> because as soon as it hits, as soon as that hits, it starts melting away into, like, this black ichor starts pouring out, and it starts melting, and then it's nothing more than a black pile of, of just looks like steaming goo and whatever this thing was is now gone from Nomengard. Ew. <laughs> um, well, uh, you, is the king still standing nearby or did he kind of like you run notice off? He's at the entrance now with his head kind of poking around the corner and he's like <laughs> Is it is it gone? Kazavar just kind of raises the hoof out of the muck and just goes, Yeah, I think so. Oh, oh my god, my my husband wasn't crazy after all. There, there really was a monster among us. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, uh yeah. And now at least this one is gone. You, you, you could have. Hey, if it wasn't for you, we. Who knows? It might have gotten the whole conclave. What can I say? We, we owe you such a, a great deal of gratitude. Uh, well, come, um, I, we we might. If you could. Uh... We were journeying here to grab that um, that wine maker. Oh, yes, of course. Um, I will. I will get Fibbleseb, uh, Fibbleseb, <laughs> and Fibbleseb to work on it immediately. I'll just get Hammer, 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 
However, I do believe we have a rather high monster slaying fee. And can he roll <laughs> persuasion on that? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> go, go roll for <laughs> persuasion. Good lord! Good <laughs> roll, David. See, I have a natural fail. one. Well, um, we don't have in terms of, uh, of monetary value, uh, like, uh, we don't have any gold or platinum, or, but we do have some inventions I think that you adventurers might find, uh, quite uh, useful. <laughs> it's gonna be like, <laughs> it's gonna be like, uh, this is how you grow uh, one single plant. It's gonna be like weird technology, isn't it? Because... He rolled a seven. Follow me! <laughs> the king, the king, Nurkily uh, exclaims. Uh, so he takes you to the invent inventor's workshop and puts Fibblestab and Dabbledob right to work on this, finishing this uh, contraption. And um, you see him kind of duck away for just a moment. Um, and you, you see him bring out a small bag, kind of this burlap sack. And he says, these come from directly from our, uh, inventions. This are, uh, secured, completed invention rooms. I think you shall be quite pleased what we have here. <coughs> Look at the list of goodies I'm about to give you. Uh, first, uh, the, the first thing he takes out of the bag is what it looks like to be like a pair of goggles. And he explains, like, these may look like ordinary goggles uh, in first inspection, but uh, at night you can see... Uh, with ease, like a feline, and he say, basically says, they're, they're goggles of night scene. Oh. There you go. Let me see. Um, woof, woof, that's right up your alley. Why? I actually find that I have some difficulty seeing at night. Oh, those goggles will look good with uh, that regal mask. Go for it. Uh -huh. Um, I can see fine. Let's see. As of I, I think this I... Uh, the next item he takes out uh, just kind of looks like a steel pipe. Um, doesn't look like anything special. It's like uh, this doesn't look like anything astonishing, but uh, say the magic word, long, and this pipe extends about ten feet. Oh my gosh! And he says, "Collapse," and it goes back to its original length. Like a pull of a collapsing can come in use. Uh, I'm sure for something. Here you go. Oh, well, thank you. Um. Next, he finds he pulls out kind of like another item. Um. Kind of looks like a amulet, uh, kind of jewelry, but it's like there's like uh, gears. You hear ticking. Um, it's like a almost like a almost like a clock without the clock. You just hear this loud ticking, and he says, uh, "This contraption is what we like to call uh, a clockwork amulet." Um, for those of you, who, uh, and he kind of looks at Aaron and. Um, um, uh, Nadir is like, uh, you seem to like to get into the, uh, a mix of it. Uh, this helps time your attacks more efficiently. And he hands it to whoever gra grabs it. I'm sorry, what was that again? It helps, <laughs> well, it helps the timing of your attacks. It makes them more precise. The ticking helps. Uh, it's kind of like, um, uh, uh, Oh, that's for your sword. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You would be, you would do very well here, Gnome and God, if you want to know. Perhaps someday, perhaps someday I will be. 
<laughs> oh, the, the last thing that Nurkly takes out is a um let's see and then finally but not last this is a uh, fun device <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like super lucky. <laughs> I can't think anymore. <laughs> Last but not least. I'm scared. I'm sorry. I'm scared of my wits. That was like, I've never seen anything like that. So I, I can barely speak. <laughs> this is a fully charged wand of pyrotechnics. Now, it doesn't technically... Um, Kazavar do... already has it in his hand. Well, <laughs> it's not really uh, good for combat. It makes a lot of bright lights and a, lo and a lot of noise. <laughs> I claim the rave wand. <laughs> I, hope these are, I hope these are sufficient um, gifts for our, uh, for our appreciation. Uh, I know my husband is still out of his wits, but I'm sure with the beast gone, his sanity should return to him. You have the thanks of Nomengard. You are, you will always have friends here. Oh, made friends. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you, King. Uh, I appreciate your um, kindness. Um, Guess yeah. we should be on our well, way. Although, yeah, you know, I feel what like you... we should take rest here. I was just going to say that. Oh, you're more yeah. than welcome to. You're more than welcome to to, to stay here the night. Uh, yes, let's take. I will. Let's take him up on that. I agree. Kazavar is already using his his wand of pyrotechnics to just make a light show in the cavern. Okay, let me. <laughs> oh, oh, you're in the caverns? Oh no! <laughs> I, I gotta look at the. <laughs> uh, just real quick, Corey, to clarify, the goggles are goggles of night. Yes. Okay. And what is so this you're using a charge. Well, holding it, you can use an action. You can see up to sixty feet away. The burst of light is accompanied by crackling noise that can be heard up to three hundred feet away. So. Oh gosh. You're doing this like in a very enclosed <laughs> area. Kazavar <laughs> <laughs> oh, is very pleased with himself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, everyone is like, it's like saving Private Ryan, where like, like you hear like ringing in your ears and like uh, the vision. <laughs> what is this um, necklace called? Uh, it is called, okay, so it is, so the items that you received, uh, Pole of Collapsing, uh, Clockwork Amulet, uh, Goggles of Night, and uh, a Wand of Pyrotechnics. Which you has minus one charge. <laughs> yes. And with it's, that. It's called Pole of Collapse? What was it? Pull of, of, of collapsing. collapsing. I do oh. not find the. Uh, um, I don't know if, if those items are available to us in D and D Beyond, Corey. So if you have a oh. description, you can send our way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cool. I can do that. Because um, I think they're all are from Xanathar guides. Ah, uh, yes. Um, that yeah. would make them difficult. That wouldn't be a base game. But I will give you guys those descriptions. Um, those. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, all right. So, as you all kind of, um, I guess, settle in for the night amongst the gnomes in their sleeping quarters, uh, they kind of made, uh, since they've never had such tall guests before, uh, they've made mm -hmm. makeshift beds the best as they can. Uh, so the except of Nadir, he has his dog bed that he brought with him. Uh, <laughs> did you bring your dog bed with you? I did. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> as, as the night sort of comes comes close to ending, uh, the you know the whom sort of uh, steps out of the cavern for a moment and says, "I'd like to get a, a breath of fresh air first and sort of steps out. 
and uh, in steps uh, what appears to be uh, a little girl, just a small, small child about, you know, about gnome size, maybe a little bit taller. Um, and it's just like, do you have a place that I could sleep tonight? I'm just a poor little orphan girl wandering through the woods. Oh my. <laughs> Nobody wants to help the girl. Oh, I, th- <laughs> I thought, uh, I thought it was, uh, Corey was going to respond to that. Uh, you, you, oh, can I don't, I, I... you can come stay with us. Sounds <laughs> Just the whom always shoot back up with English fucking accent. Oh, Lord. Children are all little cockney orphans, and regal people are all posh Englishmen. <laughs> the entire cast of Oliver is with us at all times. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Actually, uh, prior prior to the the, uh, the the Cockney orphan girl coming in, um, the whom would like to to go in search of uh, the crazy inventor lady who was with the giant crossbow previously. All right. Um, so you see her; she's actually asleep at her crossbow. She has not left that spot. Hold on, hold on. With the giant pyrotechnic bombshell that I just dropped, she's sleeping? I think this is several hours later. This is several hours later. I um, that out. Never mind. <laughs> there are seven charges, my dude. Uh, uh, depending on your, your uh, eagerness to fire them off, you have run out of charges if you were just launching right, them willy-nilly. So you you wrap <laughs> you. up one! They, they recover. You, in a you day. rouse her. Uh, she, uh, the whom? So the the whom is in her her normal uh, their normal um, regal uh, form, and she, uh, they approach. Excuse me. Hmm. Oh. Oh. So you've come to accept my offer, have you? I am rather oh. curious. What exactly it is you need. Well, I just need someone to stand very still and see how the crossbow works on them. So you need a this is, target dummy. I'm sorry, you you're you're needing some you're needing to shoot someone with a giant crossbow. Voluntarily, can, of course. I wouldn't like force it on them. I, I can see why you may be having trouble getting volunteers. But I'll admit my curiosity has got the best of me. Where should you like me to stand? <laughs> oh, 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 I've never had a volunteer here. before. <laughs> She's like jumping up and down. <laughs> um, I Hold want on, you to Corey, stand. I, I had to clarify. I had to had to clarify something before she fires at me. But yes, I I gotta let me give you one second here. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, Mr. Question, have you thought about this? Two volunteers? Did Tezavar follow? What what kind of payment would we have for this uh, experiment? He says with quotes. Um, um, they, uh, well, just have to find out, I guess. Tezavar, there's not always a need to be paid for things. Sometimes it's payment enough to be curious and learn something new. Pursuit of science! I'm all about the pursuit of science. However, um, I'm not sure on her uh, methods, shall I say. Perhaps you should let me me take this one. Uh, uh, Trust me, Kezavar, I'll be okay. She says that she shifts form and standing in the cavern is a draft horse. <laughs> Perfect. Oh I hate God. draft horses. <laughs> That's the conclusion we come to. <laughs> okay. So she's aiming this 
this mounted crossbow. Uh, she aims it. Oh at my god! You. It's mounted. Yeah. Yes. How large okay. is this thing? Dude, look at the map. Look at the map. G seven. That that compass looking thing. I'm pretty sure that's the crossbow. Seriously? Right. Oh, good lord. All right, Mr. Hume. So she's going to roll to attack. Uh, and uh, does a does an eight hit your draft horse AC? Um, I mean, no, it's AC 10. <laughs> so she's, she's just so excited that... Uh, she overshoots it. She she basically like she's she doesn't really take the time to like carefully aim. Uh, so she um, just uh, just a hair by a hair, it goes over you and into the wall, and she's in stunned silence. Kazavar's mouth drops open. How did you miss the draft? Where just I? sort of like. Right, I'm gonna need a, well, gonna need to calibrate this crossbow. Maybe uh, put a few nails in here. Maybe uh, hmm. this was quite helpful. I do appreciate your 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 willingness. I suppose I should. I don't know. Give you something. She looks through her her pockets. <laughs> Pulls out a moldy piece of an apple. <laughs> um yeah no here let me um i'll be I'll, yeah and she goes through her backpack she's like um my own personal my own personal uh, uh bottle of mushroom wine yeah take it take it <laughs> the horse is just sort of standing there just sort of looks to kazavar hey kazavar says Need you need to say nothing at all and snatches up the wine. All right. Immediately stows it. Now, now to right back to the drawing board, as she says to herself. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Uh, so the draft horse will follow Gazavar back to the um, back to the sleeping Kazavar. area. Kazimar prances merrily in with his newfound bottle of wine. And a draft horse. <laughs> and a draft horse. And um, so uh, do you two turn into the night? Uh, you drink? Your wine? Uh, after a, after a, a, a short period, uh, the draft horse form uh, Fades as the Hume is back in their normal regal appearance. Um, the mushroom wine is it a particularly good? Only one way to find out. And he uncorks it immediately and produces two glasses from you don't even want to know where. <laughs> kind of do want to know where. <laughs> But I'm not drinking it, so. <laughs> Dude. I mean, uh, Kazavar, uh, what can I say? I mean, you'll drink pretty much anything, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> so, you're not, I mean, it tastes, it tastes, it's alcohol, there's alcohol in it, and there's, it's a liquid, so it, it tastes pretty good. <laughs> that is this not a very nice is summary. amazing. Uh, can't I have a taste? The whom hands you her their glass. Aaron takes just a little sip. It's um, well, it's it's up to your own personal taste, but it's it's mushroom wine. It's very <laughs> it's very bitter. It's very. Okay. I imagine I imagine for Aaron Aaron that this would make for an excellent cooking wine. That's what. Yeah, I would think that would be super earthy, right? Earthy kind yeah. of a taste. Alright. is just nursing the bottle at this point. <laughs> Aaron's making little notes in her little book. <laughs> right. With that, um, as you 
have a kind of a nice evening of revelry and uh, um, you all tuck in for the night and you think to yourselves that uh, you know you think about that you know what seemed to be just a kind of a regular job of getting one thing to another uh, but, but you know uh, delivering mail essentially become to something to something that you can think possibly like hey perhaps one day this adventuring guild a little bit more feasible than we, we might have previously thought and with those slots and uh, as you drift to sleep we shall continue this in the next session Oh, so we didn't make it back yet. Very good. Nice. Woo! Yeah. Oh, uh, great game, guys. I'm sorry that I couldn't string a sentence together towards the end. <laughs> it's, it's getting very late. I was totally <laughs> drifting for a solid half hour there. There, I, so many... the, there was a section where I got really silent and I was like falling asleep. <laughs> There's so many gnomes to keep track of, and uh, it's like, you have got to right. you have got to post a list of the names that we learned, like their spellings yeah. and stuff. Because yeah. I, I, I kid you not, just between you know, obviously being on a, a a call and all of that, it's just like for sure. I'm positive that at least three of the names you said were either the exact same or you just going, hey, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, they made me giggle. So folks at home, I'm sorry not as, I'm not as eloquent as Dylan. <laughs> I think you, I think you, I, you're not you did fine. I'm a little bit. Um, uh, did I, what, um, so yeah, that concludes our game. Um, I'm going to, Go ahead and stop Craig here. Ren's Campaign Trail was written and composed by Aaron Holbrook and is used with permission. Music for today's session is by Alexander Nakarada at www.serpentsoundstudios.com Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 License. creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 For more fun and games, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash gamenightknd or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Game Night KNT. Want more adventures without the ads? Follow us at patreon.com slash Game Night Kim and Dill.